Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. We're going to talk about the latest movie from the MCU, The Marvels. This is the 33rd film from uh, Marvel and in their universe. And I have to say, it is probably the most ambitious film they've made. Now, I'm sure you've seen some idiots. That's I'm just going to be honest. Online, like, oh, this movie's not good. Blah, 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 blah. This movie is good. And you need to see it. It is so, so good. And we're going to get into why in, in a little bit. But this film, uh, you know, it. the reason I say it's the most ambitious is this is not only taking the first film I really feel like that is joining the TV series with the movies and things, uh, but also kind of setting the tone and bring us into the next big thing that the MCU is doing. Uh, you know, this movie that also is a crutch, though, with it. Because if you don't know who Kamala Khan is, well, you have to go back and watch Miss Marvel. If you're not super familiar with Monica Rambeau, you need to go back and watch WandaVision. Uh, to kind of know what's going on with the scrolls, you need to, to watch Secret Invasion. So... It's taking all these and bringing them to the next level, you know, to the to the show, to use a sports ball analogy. Um, and that's that's something that I'm glad they're doing, you know, because a lot of times it felt kind of the other way. Like, okay, yeah, the cool stuff happens in the movies, but now watch Loki. Um, the season finale of Loki just dropped yesterday as well as of this recording. I'm going to watch it tonight, so maybe you'll get a recap of that here in the next few days. But... Let's talk the cast and crew behind the Marvels. You have Nia DaCosta coming in to direct, who is, is pretty new on the scene. I got to look like she's younger than I am, um, which is awesome. She's done Little Woods. She did Candyman a couple of years ago and then Marvel. So her filmography for feature films is, is kind of short. But, you know, both of those films, both Little Woods and Candyman, uh, people really seem to have dug and enjoyed. And I... I'm here for it. Like it's she she does a phenomenal job of balancing the action with the the other tones, you know, because coming from Miss Marvel and stuff, you have that story of family and that carries over between the relationship also between Monica and Carol, because you know, Aunt she called her Aunt Carol in Captain Marvel. You know, them being together. Um, so there's a whole lot of, of family themes going on here. Then you get aliens punched in the face. And then you get this um, planet that they go to where their native language is song. It's, I didn't know how it was going to work, but it, it works pretty, pretty well. Um, yeah. Then looking at your cast, you know, you have Brie Larson coming back as Captain Marvel. We haven't really seen her since in-game. Um we kind of catch up with her and see what she's been doing. You have uh, Tayona Paris coming in, coming back as Monica Rambeau. You know, we saw her in WandaVision and she's kicking butt and working for Saber, which Saber is the, uh, it's that space station that Nick Fury lives on, which Nick Fury, the always great Samuel L. Jackson. And then you have Iman Vellani back as Kamala Khan, who, y'all, she's like my favorite story 
in the world because you can go and yes yeah, like no disrespect to Simi Lu, he's awesome too you know when he tweeted out hey marvel is talk shang chi but she like cosplayed as miss marvel when she was younger and everything and she is such her character but in real life and um i don't know it's it's really cool she's she's awesome and then you have a a few other people rounding out the cast um like i said her family comes back and then you have some saber and sword agents walking around uh, just it's a really tight cast so let's talk plot a little bit now this is spoiler free so if you haven't seen it don't worry uh we're not gonna get to spoilers till the back half of this episode but this movie you know kind of picks up a little bit after the last one we find that the Cree homeworld is of Hala is just devastated you know they they had a civil war after the supreme intelligence fell in Captain Marvel they're losing their natural resources I mean air water sunlight all of it it's it's disappearing it's on its way out so there's um Darbin, who has a has his hammer, uh, kind of is like Gronin from previous movies, but it's called the the Universal Destroyer, and she decides that she's going to sit out and cure Hala, and by doing so, she's going to all these planets and stealing their resources, and she has a quantum band, just like Kamala. Okay, so. Let me hold on. Spoiler wise, I'm going to assume, I know what happens when you assume, but I'm going to assume that you've seen all the TV series. Okay. Uh, it's been long enough. So hopefully you've seen them because I'm going to talk about them like you have. But Darbin has a quantum band, just like Kamala does. And between that and her universal weapon, she creates these jump gates, which we first saw like in Guardians of the Galaxy. And they are rifts in space-time. But the ones that we've seen are controlled and they close and, you know, there's science behind them. These, she just open up willy-nilly and it's tearing holes in space-time. Um, and because of all this and because she's using one of the bands and stuff, it entangles our three main characters, our three heroines' powers together. Where when they use one, they swap where they are. You know, if you saw the trailers, you saw that. So, like, if Captain Marvel's fighting somebody in space and Kamala Khan is fighting somebody in Jersey and Kamala uses her powers, they'll switch. And it, it makes for some pretty lighthearted and enjoyable moments, um, comedic timing-wise. Then, of course, later on, you get a cool little training montage where they're figuring out when and how to switch that way they can better use it but you know through all this they realize that they have to work together which kamala loves she thinks it's going to be this big awesome team up um captain marvel carol is kind of like no you know you're a kid you're you just be careful she's kind of the overprotective aunt and whereas you know she was the quote-unquote aunt to monica monica's resentful because monica hadn't seen her since she was a child and you know monica got blipped out of existence and all and then her mother dying of cancer and everything so she had there's a little resentment there 
And Carol knows it. Uh, and Fury tries to call him out and like get him to fix it. But that's another subplot that you have going on. Um, you also have a really cool thing with Sam Jackson, uh, with his Nick Fury and Kamala Khan's family being up on the Saber space station, how trying to do what's best for the world, but look out for their daughter and hilarity ensues. But as the film goes on, uh, you know, they do kind of work together and see what's up. Uh, and then of course you have the, the cats that everybody loved, the Flurkins come back and they play a, they have their own subplot. They play a pretty big role in the film uh, by the end of it. But so it, it's good. I know that's a super like bare bones explanation for it, but really without getting the spoilers, that's about all I can say. It, go see it. It is so good. So much fun. You know, it clocks in at like an hour and a half. So that's, that was kind of nice. Uh, I've been wanting to see Killers of the Flower Moon, but it's almost four hours. And Carving that out of my schedule is a lot harder than an hour and a half. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to see this movie again. I'm recording this on Friday. I saw it last night on Thursday. I'm going to see it again on Sunday. It is so good. It is so much fun. Y'all, I'm I'm really excited for people to see this movie. So there you go. Now we're going to kind of get more deep dive into it. So if you don't want spoilers, if you don't want my rants, things like that. Lance rants. There we go. We, that needs to be a thing. Uh Pause and come back. But let's let's start off with some rants, okay? One thing, this movie was being review bombed before it even came out. And as somebody who lives in the middle of te West Texas, um, I've heard a lot of people complain, like, oh, this movie's too woke. No, this movie's not. It's People don't like the fact that it has three female protagonists two of which are persons of color. Like, there's one white dude in this movie with the speaking part, and he's one of the bad guys. Um, and even then, he only has a few lines. Like, that. if that's why you're not seeing this movie, just unsubscribe. You know, everybody's always talking about, like, subscribe, subscribe. No, like, if that's why you don't want to see this movie, just unsubscribe. This movie is, is so good. You know, if you wanted to see a bunch of white dudes go punch somebody, go watch The Expendables. Oh, wait, nobody did. Um, actually, I, I did want to see it also, but... It was came and went because nobody saw it. This movie, it does it, it's it's such a cool, wonderful story um, about the bonds that people have. You know, it's it's so good. And, and if you're not going to see it because oh well, I don't see those kind of movies. Like get get out of here, man. When I bought as of now here again Friday. Our tickets for a noon showing on Sunday, we're the only people in the theater, like me and my family and my friends. That's ridiculous. Last night when I saw it, you know, it was a 930 opening night. Um, I had my group of people. I actually knew another group of people that were there. And there's like eight other people that I didn't. And that was it. Y'all, especially once we get to the spoilers here in a second, you're going to run out and see this movie. It is so good. So in the movie... There's this big scene where Darben is taking all the resources from the scroll sanctuary. And you get this moment where Carol is like yelling at Kamala, you know, like just stay out of the way, stay safe. And of course she disobeys and they go to evacuate the planet and they don't save everybody. And that's like a real 
gut punch for Kamala. And Carol's like, we have to save who we can. And it it changes Kamala's whole viewpoint. Like you see her kind of kind of question everything. Um, but after that, when they're flying away, Carol makes a call. We don't see to whom, but she's like, hey, I know a girl that can help you. And then just a, a few minutes later, you have Tessa Thompson coming back as Valkyrie. And so I guess now scrolls are going to go live in New Asgard, which is cool. Like, I can't wait to see how that plays out. Um, and this, as this movie goes on, you know, in the trailers, they show some of the dancing scenes. You know, we talked about kind of that Bollywood influence. It's a really cool little thing. You know, like I said, this guy, this whole culture only speaks in song. And their prince, who's played by Park Xiaojun, um, he's bilingual, so he can just talk normal. And it, it's great. It's just a fun little little thing. And while they're there, they get costume upgrades. It, you know, this movie is just so good. Like, it, I can't express it. And a lot of people, you know, have been complaining about the run times of Marvel movies. Again, hour and a half. Go go see it. Like it's it fixes that problem. You know, you don't want to sit through two and a half hours of quantum mania or however long it was. Um, cool. 105 minutes. Like, go, go watch it. People complain about about villains, you know, the Marvel villain thing as a whole. With Darbin, you kind of empathize because she just wants to save her people and her planet and bring them together. And she goes, I mean, obviously way wrong way. And even at the end, like she has this cool moment of what you think is redemption, but then no, she's still a bad guy. Like she's willing to kill anybody and everyone to save her planet. Um, so it is so much going on. You need to go see it. The big spoiler, y'all, and even so, even if you like spoilers, like again, this is a super spoiler warning. Is when we get to the credits. So. Well, right before the credits, we have a reimagining, a reinterpretation of that very first end credit scene at the end of Iron Man, where Nick Fury is sitting in the shadows. And he's like, you think you're the only one with stuff? Um, and it's Kamala Khan sitting in the shadows as Haley Stanfield's Kate Bishop walks in. Yeah, we're getting the Young Avengers, which we've been talking about. We've been teasing for the last couple of years. I'm all for it. So it's it's great. Um, and the reason she she's doing this is because she sees this bond that Monica and Carol had to the point where actually just before that, Monica sacrificed herself to close the big space-time hole. Um, it, like, like we were talking about it, stripping those holes in space and time. So she had to go to the other side and close it from within and she couldn't get out. Hero's death, amazing. And if that would have been the end of a story, that would have been great. But as, after the first part of the credits, when we get our mid-credit stinger, um, if you remember that little music cue at the end of Miss Marvel, yeah, we have it here. It comes back. Because Monica wakes up, and you hear Dr. Fraser Crane, uh, sorry, wrong universe, you hear Dr. Hank McCoy talking. She wakes up in 
the X-Men's infirmary. And her mom is there. She's alive. Her mom is wearing the binary costume. And she's talking to Beast, like, you know, what's going on? And Beast just straight up tells her, he's like, you've come from a parallel world, which shouldn't be possible. And so not only does Monica get this chance to see her mother and talk to her mother, you know, she missed her dying, as we saw in WandaVision. Uh, They get to kind of tell the story and figure out what's going on there. But we get the X-Men. Y'all, I, I know like the Lego minifigs had a, a beast and everybody's kind of wondering what was going on with that. Uh, but we get it right here. I'm they went like full CG, which I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence about. I'm gonna after Sunday I'll I'll make my final ruling, I guess, now that it matters. But we kind of knew it was coming since Deadpool was the next one in line, but it was even better than that. Like, but the one-two punch of Young Avengers and X-Men, go see this movie. If nothing else, you can say, oh, yeah, I remember when that happened. And so it's it's just so good, y'all. I can't express it enough. Um, this movie is wonderful. Highly recommend it. It's one of the best things. Uh, I've enjoyed the recent Marvel movies. I know, I know a lot of people didn't like Shang-Chi or The Eternals and stuff like that. I enjoyed those. I enjoyed this one equally. You know, I'm excited and happy that Marvel is telling these new stories with these new characters. Um, Yes, I loved Iron Man. I loved Captain America. I loved Thor. Okay, maybe not Ragnarok. But those characters, we got to hear their stories and tell their stories. And we got to put a a close, we got closure. And that's something you don't get in comics, which is kind of nice. You know, they just, the perpetual uh, second act. So Telling new stories and new characters makes sense in a film-based world uh, reality. Go see this movie. I I can't wait. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put this one up. Hopefully, I can get my kiddo to do a review next week. We'll see see what he says. But that's it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. You've been listening to The Night Nerd. Feel free to check me out on all socials at The Night Nerd. T-H-E-N-I-G-H-T-N-E-R-D. If you have questions, comments, concerns, uh, if you want to argue whatever email me nightnerd at the nightnerd.com i love talking to everybody it's a lot of fun but again thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next time